a five, a six, a five, six, seven, eight. Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hot so you don't have to. I I was trying to do like jazz, but it it ended up coming out like the theme song to um, what's that? Oh, what is that show? The nanny. (laughs) Remember the nanny? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking one of those like shows where all the kids come out and introduce themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got friends. I definitely got friends. I'm Tyler. Yeah. I'm yeah. Jessica. Like a really budget level Mickey Mouse Club. Like the Mucky Mouse Club. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys Rick, doing? You holding up Rat. all right? Ricky Rack? Ricky Rat Club. Oh, is that dude, the dude from uh, MTV? Ricky Rackman. Ricky yeah. Rack from, yeah, dude. He did the... From Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball. <laughs> <laughs> from Ball Bangers Head. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> two, sir. Please, sir, may I have another? Hmm. <laughs> Man, the nineties were crazy. You remember how Beavis and Butthead was like only like just between metal video? Yeah, dude, it was awesome. That was the best. I remember the episode they did of is it sober that tool song where it's like a piece of meat that has like it's like a stop motion animation of this like slab of meat oh has like nails pounded into it and stuff i don't know if it's that song but it probably is because i don't i remember the beavis and butthead of that video being really good and i also remember like we've we've talked about the fact that i had uh for like growing up in a devout christian household we had very few restrictions on the type of media we could consume. Uh, but like we always had cable, but my parents would call and cancel MTV. <laughs> and just yeah. MTV. And it was specifically because of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, that's Whoa. funny. And so when we go to my grandma's, I'd go to like spend the night at my grandma's house sometimes. And I'd like wake up in the middle of the night and just watch Beavis and Butthead all night. Cause they just play reruns in the middle of the night. Yeah. That's so funny. Best. (laughs) Like, why are you so tired in the middle of the day? (laughs) Shut up, Grandma. I am Cornholio. (laughs) I need teepee for my bunghole. Dude, I remember a teacher. This would have been like nine. Yeah, right at the height of Beavis and Butthead. And I remember Butthead Mania. Yes, (laughs) Beavis Beavis Mania. (laughs) That was something different. (laughs) <laughs> that boy is a beaver maniac. <laughs> I remember um, there were like a group of guys in class that would just be like, uh, 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 mm-hmm. like all the time. And this teacher just lost her mind one time. She's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like that, like that teacher from the vine. <laughs> shut up. It's a classic. One. I don't know. It's this lady that just, 
just freaking loses her mind. Exactly. Her whole like class describing. got Beaver Mania and she just lost. Yeah, it. dude. She couldn't handle the, the beef. Could not handle, handle the Beaver Mania. Speaking of the 90s, we're going to talk about something that came out in the 90s next episode. <laughs> so stay tuned. Because <laughs> uh, you're not going to want to miss that. Speaking of, dude, I was listening to, so speaking of things we're going to listen to, uh, I'm, I'm on this thing right now where I'm realizing how old things are that I like. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. Like the Op Ivy album just turned yeah, like 35? Is, well, it's from 1989, so it's like, what is that, 31 years old? Yeah. But then I was like, oh, listen to this Fugazi album, their last album, The Argument. You know that album? It's really good, but I was like, I was like, this is like what 2007? It's 2001. Oh, geez, they've been broken up for almost 20 years. Isn't that crazy? I know. See, the one thing I have, I still have like, hope that they're going to put out a new album. The one thing I have built in was I went on a mission from 2002 to 2004. Oh yeah, so it's like before or after yeah exactly so everything in my mind like traces back to that especially with like music and stuff because i could because i didn't listen to music the whole time you know right like in a way we have 9-11 but that was like so fast that it's not the same as like a two-year period yeah not like you have i have 9-11 you do we're all 9-11 dude in our hearts dude speaking of 9-11 you know what sounds looks really good is this new movie coming out called king of staten island have you seen the previews for this yes is it like a spinoff of king of queens no it's uh it's basically it's pete davidson movie and it's seems pretty autobiographical but oh nice it was um it's directed by judd apatow and starring Pete Davidson, uh, a bunch of people are in it. Bill Burr is in it. It's, uh, Marissa Tomei is in it. But it looks really good, and I want to see it. That sounds awesome. I'll watch anything that has Pete Davidson in it, honestly. Dude, me too. <clears throat> and I love that he made a movie about Staten Island because he like, famously uh, you know, is from there and thinks it's a, it's a garbage dump, you know. Who, Bill Burr? Or Pete Davidson? No, Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's always talking crap about it. His, But his, it's like his dad died in 9-11. He was a firefighter, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. So the, but, Everybody knows that. Well, he doesn't talk about it, so I'm surprised. Uh, that's it's understandable <laughs> why you wouldn't know that. No, but for the audience, not for you guys. Sorry. There's a joke in the preview where, where his friend goes, knock, knock. He goes, who's there? Not your dad. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. What was that? Uh what did, what was that joke you had from Weekend Update? It was like my dad died 9 11 and this was still the worst thing that Oh yeah. <laughs> Crap. I forget what he was talking about, but I know. So good. Like this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. And my dad died in 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> 
is I wonder if John Mulaney's in it. Uh, I don't know. They're good it's buddies. Good, it's a good cue. Apparently they are. Apparently they went to see Steely Dan together, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing. A very weird thing. Because John Mulaney is a, a big Steely Dan fan. Yeah, I was going to say, I have to imagine that was mostly John Mulaney's doing. <laughs> I could be misremembering. It might be that some that John Mulaney went to see Steely Dan with someone else because that person was a fan. And then they just it happened. It was because his there. wife went too and she was making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> this is the segment of the show called Vague Remembrances. <laughs> no, it is. John Mulaney took Pete Davidson to a Steely Dan show. Huh? But but his wife went too, right? And she was, Probably. or maybe she didn't want to go, so he had to find someone else to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ticket. Yeah, see, <laughs> it's weird. I can't like the SNL stuff they've been doing in quarantine. It's just so hard to make jokes. Even like you guys notice it too. Probably just like being in meetings, or I guess. I don't know how many like Zoom meetings you're in, Aaron, but literally like, none. But you can imagine what it'd be like. I can. Like when you make a joke and you know it just slayed, but nobody has their mics on, so <laughs> you know it's just Dude, awkward. I yes, just no feedback. That happened to me. That's too funny. Two days ago. Yeah. It was and very, it's so depressing. It was yes. It was painful. And then that it's made like, me think it was more funny that it was yeah. so painful. Because <laughs> part of it is like you feel like a total douche for even like because you almost like pause a little bit, like right. waiting for people to laugh. It's like it wasn't that funny. It was kind of funny. So I yes, I'm I I uh my school district started um implementing um a co teaching program for they put like a slightly higher percentage of special ed kids in a general ed class. And they put a general ed teacher and the special ed teacher in the classroom together. And, um, we were the, we were the, me and the guy that I'm teaching with, we were the first ones to, to do it at our school. And so they just, this, this year was the first time we did it. And then, um, we had a zoom meeting where they like invited a bunch of the teachers that they're going to start doing it with next year. And they had us on a panel answering questions, you know, like they could ask questions about, you know, what they wanted to do or whatever. Yeah. And, and, um, or I mean like, you know, asking like, how'd this work? How'd this work? All that kind of stuff. And, uh, the guy, the, (laughs) the guy who's the director of special ed for the entire school district, he said, so uh, I guess the first question to start everything off is, what's the deal with the beards? Because we both have beards. <laughs> yeah. And so and it's, it's like, like cricket, cricket. And then the other guy was like, you have to have a beard. Otherwise, what? Phil will just oh. hate on you. <laughs> He'll say mean what? things directly to you. Tell your child to shut up, Phil. Good job. Whoa, cool. Don't reinforce this behavior, Phil. Okay, sorry. Um, so, uh, so he goes, "What's the deal with um, with the beards?" What's, What's the deal? deal? <laughs> not, not a good joke, right? 
Yeah, but he's the director of special. But like ed. people would have people would have like chuckled or whatever. They would have given him a courtesy laugh. But then because it was like silent, then I felt like I had to like respond. So I started talking, and I go, "Well," and I was like, "Well, the thing," and then the first thing out of my mouth was, "Well, first of all, we're two white guys," and then <laughs> it's a good place paused, to start. And I paused, and then it was like silent because nobody has their mics on and then i felt super awkward <laughs> and then great. i go um well but and but also also i guess um and then i was like well we didn't um we actually didn't choose each other and in fact craig he's the director of special ed i go craig you put us together and we both had beards at the time so i guess a better question is Craig, why did you choose two guys with beards? Craig, why are you so obsessed with beards? And then, and then I, I, again, I paused and I waited for him to respond. And I don't know if he, he just like ignored me and then like Mm -hmm. started, like there was this long pause and then he started talking. (laughs) Craig's like, I really didn't expect this beard thing to go on for this long. He's like, my joke was not meant to be built upon. Yes. It was a one and exactly. done situation. It was it was it was painful <laughs> and then I made it more so painful. much more. Yeah. That's awesome. So unlike you to just make things about yourself. And just drag it on longer than it needs to be. Pull the focus directly to you so no one else can get their work done. Right. It's unlike you, I'm saying. Like you yes. would you would not do that. Get it? It's unlike you. I see. I understand what you're doing, Aaron. What did you start talking about before we were recording, Phil? I'm just kidding. And Aaron interrupted you and said, oh, I have a story about this. As you were like starting your own story about it. If you don't remember. What was it? Yeah, tell me. No, I was saying I will tell Phil if he doesn't remember. Oh, tell him. Tell us. I got your back. I got your back. Do you not remember? It was Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah. Was like, oh, remember that movie Clash of the Titans? And it's like, oh yeah, I have a story about it. And that's like, I, I yeah, never so said I have a story about Clash of the Titans. Okay, this that's the last time Uh-oh. I ever have your back <laughs> ever again and on anything, Phil. You have you, a story. About you can Clash suck a big old fat D. <laughs> no one has a story about Clash of the Titans, apparently. Dude, my what's your favorite scene from Clash of the Titans? Because mine is when they go to Gettysburg, and then. It's like raining, you know? You're thinking of glory, I think. <laughs> no, he's talking about remember the Titans. Stupid. That is pretty good. That was a stupid joke. <laughs> remember when the football team is really racist, but then they go to the Battle of Gettysburg and then they become not racist? Yeah. yeah. Then they love each other. You remember how that, how that movie like tries really hard to be like, yeah, the white guys are racist, but the black guys were racist too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we it's all very, have to stop being racist. <laughs> and remember it's how very all lives fat guy, the fat white guy makes a joke yeah, about somebody else's mom and that makes them all less racist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because everybody likes mom jokes. And also mm-hmm. he hit the joke is like about how fat someone's mom is. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you are a massive person. <laughs> So I guess you're allowed. That's how it works. I don't understand that joke, by the way. Is it is it sexual why, or not? 
What joke? It's not he really. Says, no. He says, man, my back hurts. And they're like, why? And he goes, well, I was giving your mom a piggyback ride all night long or something like that. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm, I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> the original joke was like. Oh, yeah. It was way worse. Direct. And then someone changed. But they kept. They wanted to keep it yeah. in. <laughs> they're like, no, that's too offensive. The Let's joke was obviously something ride. like because I was banging your mom all night yeah. long. And then <laughs> like, oh, this is like a Disney movie. <laughs> But they didn't take it out. <laughs> yeah, they just mom a piggyback ride. Like that doesn't even sense. that doesn't sound like it was even pleasurable for her. <laughs> Wanted to get a piggyback ride for more than like five seconds. <laughs> She's not a child. Put me down, son. <laughs> Put me down. Put me down, you fat piece of garbage. Fat basty, you chunky basty. Put me down, you chunky basty. Oh man, <laughs> are his parents divorced? <laughs> that dude's like uh, buff now. I know it's crazy. Yeah, because he was on. Uh, he was on. Uh, crap! Why did I forget it? Was he on Varsity Celebrity Blues. Club? Oh, oh Varsity Blues. <laughs> <laughs> he was also was... on uh, Saved by the Bell. No. Yeah, he was. He was in Mallrats. He was in Saved by the Bell in the in the original ones when they were in junior high. And no he was way. Like, he was like the number two of the the bully of the school. Nice. What? Well, actually, there was like the main bully, and then he had like two lackeys, and he was one of the lackeys. Of course. Make the fat kid the bully's lackey. Yeah. Well, he's just lucky he's not getting picked on. Dude. <laughs> should be, he should feel blessed to be the lackey. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, That's what man. Is one of the bullies in the movie donnie darko who is seth rogan seth rogan oh really i haven't seen donnie darko that's weird what cole um it's like one of the cool kid movies i like it's like top 10 cool kid movies what gives you the idea that i'm a cool kid (laughs) elijah wood is one of the little kids in the diner scene in uh, back to the future part two Oh yeah, I think I've seen that. Elijah Wood. Yeah, Back to the Future too. Yeah. Do you remember oh, the line Elijah he wouldn't? Says, He's like, you have to use your hands like a toy for babies. That's like a baby's toy. Yeah, like a baby's <laughs> toy. <laughs> is it, kid? Which is funny because people use their hands for a lot of things in 2015. <laughs> and even now in 2020 like <laughs> yep and it's not just babies yeah so adults so aaron yes. can we talk about the mighty ducks for a minute because yes. i think yes we can i think i watched it since since we last recorded uh-huh yeah, who's who oh was it atlee that said he watched it <laughs> oh yeah he was like i just barely watched it and it's pretty good i was like yeah it is pretty good it's great it's not you don't expect it to be good in hindsight just because of like right it, it was a kids movie a lot of other movies yeah it's kids movie in the 90s and granted the premise of it is extremely weak <laughs> but uh like for example the fact that he gets he gets fired from his law firm for quacking at his boss which is right a pretty a pretty great scene i mean that the the premise of the movie is basically this guy I mean, he gets fired for not going along, and the quacking is just kind of like the F you that he throws 
Yeah. Yeah, he gets fired for like not doing something immoral or unethical ball, or something yeah. like that. So it starts off with him like he's a drunk driver. Yeah. And this is like the sympathetic character of the movie. He starts off by being a drunk driver and he is forced into coaching this team. He's also like a guy, a terrible defense lawyer who like gets bad guys off. Yeah, exactly. Loses. <laughs> and when we say he gets bad guys off, we mean legally speaking. He gives them piggyback rides <laughs> all night long. <laughs> That's why his back hurts so bad. Uh, so it's 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 pretty great it's one of the things that stuck out to me that i don't know how this like even existed back then was in one of the final games he's like calling a line change and he says oreo line and the three kids come up to go change in and they're the oreo line and it's two black kids and a white kid no Yes, no, that brothers. is a thing that existed in the Mighty Ducks <sighs> in 1993 by the Walt Disney Corporation. That was pre-Clash the Titans. Yeah, that was pre-Remember <laughs> the Titans. If those kids had only gone to Gettysburg, they, or if the teach the coach, yeah, the if coach. freaking Gordon Bombay had gone to Gettysburg, maybe he wouldn't be making racist line names. Remember when he, remember when he taught the kids to cheat? <laughs> like they didn't know how and he taught them how. And the other coach is like basically putting a hit out on one of the kids, like telling Dude, the other kid to knock him my, out. That's my favorite part when when he knocks Adam out, and then he goes, the friend goes, "What'd you do?" And then the, the bad guy goes, "My job, my job, <laughs> my job of nearly it's like murdering a twelve-year-old kid, the guy who was, was our paid best to player. murder this child." <laughs> It's not even like a like they were best friends until yeah. like a few days ago. But hockey matters most, and it's just random because <laughs> this district I live in, and that's like the other the whole like duck, you wouldn't even be a hawk. You'd yeah, be a duck, Gordon. There's the whole point of it. it. I mean, it's actually very similar to like Friday Night Lights has a lot of that. Friday Night oh, Lights. Yeah. Friday Night Lights. And uh, audition series, not the movie. Where like uh, <laughs> was I, he finds out was that the kid actually lives. Was that uh, on the Bill Simmons podcast? They were talking about the remember the Titans, the movie, and how it, at the end it goes the next year the championship. They're like, just make a movie about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this depressing movie <laughs> about the year they lost. <laughs> oh man, that's so, great. <laughs> But yeah, so the whole, like, they get this kid who, he doesn't even make that much of a difference in the game, but he goes out of his way to basically say he's not a hawk, he's a duck because he lives in this certain district or whatever. Yeah. Like, I love, I just love it when things... Adam Banks is good, though. They do need Adam Banks. They need, we all need Adam Banks. We all need a little Adam Banks Even if inside he of us. is a cake. That came out wrong. But... Um, <laughs> But I I just love it when things like there's no adult on the planet who cares that much about children's hockey. Oh, and grant maybe there are some like who are total idiots, like kids' dads who yell at the refs or whatever. But like these yeah. kids, like their entire as adults, they still are like, oh, I was a hawk when I was a kid, and you're gonna be a hawk, and it's like because it's not like it's not like junior nationals team or something like yeah that. it's like, just like their local like competitive kids <laughs> hockey league like a south minneapolis <laughs> yeah 
Like those kids are just going to go on to like play hockey in high school. Yeah. Maybe a couple of them will play in college. <laughs> like it's so someone's going to yeah. play at the U. They're all going to play at the U together. Like Hawks and Ducks playing together at the U. <laughs> exactly. But all in all, it's a pretty good movie. They teach they teach this uh they have this one kid who can't skate. That's his whole deal, but he can shoot really hard. Oh, yeah, that's Fulton. Fulton. He also ends up not... I mean, he kind of makes a difference, but kind of in a flawed way. He, his whole job is to like intimidate people by how hard he can shoot. Yeah. So that someone else can take a more finesse shot. Yeah, so someone so the goalie, the goalie is so afraid <laughs> that he moves out of the way so far that when it becomes clear that someone else is going to take the shot, he can't even get back in the goal and yeah. they just have a complete empty net to shoot at. That's great. He just puts great. it up top where your mother never dusts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But it is fun it is funny to see like the things that were acceptable in a kid's movie back then and the things that aren't that weren't and how it's changed now, you know, uh, jazz such as the Oreo line, for example, oh, but, yeah. but they'll also just make like dirty jokes and stuff that you just don't really see in kids movies anymore, you know, and maybe it's cause I don't watch like adolescent kids movies or something. Yeah. Do you think a movie would get away with saying funky, butt Levin? <laughs> today i don't know how they got away with it back then it sounds like it sounds just funny but when you think about what he's actually saying it's like pretty raunchy you know yes yeah i don't know i can't say for sure but i know that i don't like it who can say who among us who among us who among us who amongst us. So yeah, the kids loved it. We're going to watch D2 tomorrow, I think. Which I had forgotten. I In my head, I had sort of blended Mighty Ducks and D2 a little bit, I think. And you were like, where's the Olympics? Yeah, like where's the knuckle puck? Where's Keenan? Isn't, is Keenan's the guy who does the knuckle puck, isn't he? Brittany. 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 Bernie. Oh. I'm pretty sure it is. Although maybe this is a uh like Samuel L. Jackson. Who does he get confused for? Who confuses him with anyone? Oh crap. Who is it? Lawrence Fishburne. Why can't I think of his what? name? The guy who's in the Matrix. Oh, it's Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Dude, my microphone turned off. That's lame. Keenan is the guy who does the knuckle puck, right? Yes, because also that means the recording stopped. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Luckily, we got that zoom. All right, I'm just going to stop this. I'm all I want to do is a zoom, zoom, uh, zoom, and a boom, boom. Dude, I was saying some just great jokes, dude. I was telling you all kinds of good stuff about D2. Oh, and we weren't listening to any of it, Aaron. I know. You couldn't hear it. No, no one ever will. No, we could, but we just were ignoring you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they were that great. It was like that beard joke that guy made. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Phil. <laughs> the beard joke that Phil that made. That one guy. <laughs> it's like that um, crappy beard joke that Phil made. It was, uh, yeah, D2 is great. Your kids are going to love it. That is the Olympics one, right? Yeah, the Junior Olympics. So yeah. you get 
you get Keenan's character, the knuckle puck. You get Zoo the cat. Gaffney comes in, and there's so a there's a bunch Gaffney of pros did. that make cameos too, isn't there? Because like in this in in Mighty Ducks one, Mike Medano makes a a cameo, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and who else? Stars. Someone's with him. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Like I didn't recognize him. Yeah, but as another NHL guy, that was back when there was the North Stars. Yeah, I thought that was wild. I actually looked it up because I was like, is that their AHL affiliate or something? But no. No, before they moved to Dallas. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. And then they came back and they got the wild back. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's kind of crazy that Minnesota didn't have an NHL team. for. I mean, I guess it's kind of like Quebec City not having one, but like. It is crazy, though, because the college hockey is huge. In it's Minnesota. so huge yeah. there. I mean, I guess it's like. But I mean, even like Indiana has the Pacers, obviously. But it's not, yeah, it's not a tiny market. Like, there's smaller no. cities that have teams. Yeah, like Nashville. Like how how did well? I guess Nashville didn't when when Minnesota didn't, but still. Yeah, I mean Nashville's. I don't know. I guess it's. I mean, it's not Nashville's not a small town, but it's like why would you wouldn't think hockey would be huge there? No, you would think Minnesota would have a team way before Nashville, yeah. or like. Phoenix has a team. <laughs> yeah. It's like the least hockey place in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Miami. There's a team near Miami. It's weird. Super weird. Guys, hockey's weird. Hockey's, I mean, Southern California, I guess, is equally weird. They don't even like run on their feet. Oh, uh, well, I just realized that they skate the whole time. Ice skates. <laughs> it's wild. Is that why they call it ice hockey? Because of the skates? They call it that? Is that a retronym? I don't even know what that is. A retronym is a word that comes later to refer to something that already existed when the oh, like it comes out. Gets retconned in or something. Yeah, like a desktop computer. Oh yes, exactly. Come out or like a phone, a corded yeah, like phone. A landline. Yeah, landline or snail mail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are my favorites. I like. Come them. on, guys, let's name more retronyms. <laughs> I'm loving this. Uh, Great. Uh, black and white television. Oh yeah, like uh, in-person church services. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is like in-person meetings. In-person meeting. Uh, so I don't know. Did Phil leave? No, I'm here. Oh, he just can you hear like, me? He just hates retro names. Sorry, we're talking about sports, but hockey is the least sportsy of the sports, right? Uh, you have to admit. No. You have to admit. I just said so. In a sense, is the least sporty sense, of the sports. Yes, no, of the four sport. major sports. Oh, four major sports. Cheerleading yeah, sports, of the sorry. sports. Hockey is one of the four major sports. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball, no. football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Football, hockey. Hockey takes the no, soccer is above hockey in America. Not in, in the, the United, United States. States of America. Ermager. In the rest of the world, yes, soccer takes everything. Soccer is number, number one. one sport. It's the sport. And like basketball is number two, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Running? I don't know. <laughs> but yes, traditionally when I mean, the four major sports when the four major Worldwide. sports are spoken of, those are the four sports that are being referred to. Yeah, the four yeah. horsemen. Yep. The four horsemen of the sport apocalypse. Sport apocalypse. Mm-hmm. 
So would you agree that though, of those four sports that hockey is the least sportsy? Are you talking about like, in like there's less of, bros. Yeah. Are just yeah. like, Can we let's talk about sportsy? hockey. Like how many people have you heard talk about their fantasy hockey league? <laughs> I guess I'm more talking about the douchey aspect of sports. Yeah. Well, like so you're you're less likely to be to hear this phrase than about than about any other sport. Hockey? No one has ever said that to you. What? Right? Like people would say, "Oh, you don't watch football?" Oh, you cut out all we heard was hockey? Yeah, no one would ever say to you. you no one ever say hockey? this phrase, hockey? Hockey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nobody would be like, "What? You don't have a favorite hockey team? You don't like hockey? You are correct." That well, you're not a Sharks fan. Okay, like except right there. the movie um, <clears throat> Airborne. Uh huh. Those guys play hockey, and they're pretty douchey. That the exception does not prove the rule, Phil. Okay, but those okay. guys are just like regular jocks. They probably yeah. also play football when it's the right season. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, this has been. I know this conversation has been very draining for you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is. What was D3 then? Because there's a D3. Yeah. So in D3, is that Mighty Ducks in space? <laughs> no. This is what happens in D3. In D3, the entire team gets recruited by in a high-rise building, no, taken over by terrorists. By oh, they play against Russia in the Olympics in Oh, and the stakes are considerably lower. Yeah, <laughs> like it was them. the Olympics, and now it's just some it's dumb just them school. versus the varsity team. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and there's a new coach, so Bombay's not in it. D three sucks. D three can eat turds. Yeah, because they couldn't get Emilio. Emilio, dude, Emilio Estevez is great. That is okay. This shows that I'm not that I'm not just racist because I mix up actors of other races. Does anyone else get Emilio Estevez and Michael J. Fox mixed up? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but you're right. They look, they look as Lawrence Fishburne is the guy you were thinking of. They have a, oh, he's the one in back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we already did clear. They up have a very Lawrence similar Fishburne. look. They have nothing in common in their look. Yes. Except that they're both white dudes. They've got like a smirk. They've both got like a smirk. They both like... played very similar roles. Did they? I think so. Like, I don't know why in my mind those two are so closely tied, but I don't they think are. so. So Emilio was in <clears throat> Breakfast Club. Correct. He was like one of the, was he one of the Brat Pack? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes, he was. I never associated, uh, is it Paul Rudd? Uh-huh. Who else is in the Brat Pack that that wasn't in Paul? Rudd oh, Rob Lowe. Not Rob Lowe. Not Paul Rudd. Yeah, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. I like, just was just saying. Yes, Paul Rudd is a person. When so when yeah, Emilio Estevez. I mean, I guess they're both just like short, kind of short, you know, white guys. How was he the jock? Like he was a wrestler, though. So I guess, but still, like he does not. You know what I'm saying? He looks like a wrestler. I guess, yeah, because the wrestler, like, yeah. 
He looks like a high school wrestler. I'll give you that. But yeah, anyways, he was like a foot shorter than the kid who wasn't a jock, you know? Yeah. That dude the was guy who was going for the scholarship. <laughs> oh, man. The one who had a bandana tied yeah. around his, one of his boots. That's how you know he was troubled. Check this out. <laughs> Mission Impossible is older than D3, the Mighty Ducks. Dude. What? Oh, they came out the, the same original year, but... Mission Impossible. Not the original. Oh. The original remake. Oh, the, the original Tom movie. Cruise. The first Tom Cruise one, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Was there not a movie before? Was it just TV show before? Yes. Aaron. Sorry, then I apologize. I think, did, did anyone else, do you remember? Apology not accepted. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because it wasn't necessary. Is that what you were going to say, Phil? Yes. No. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Sinusoid Custom Shop. Sinusoid Custom Shop is capable of doing pretty much whatever you want for your cables. Um, they can make cool like tech flex combinations. They can make right angle on one end and a noiseless jack on the other end. They can do pretty much whatever you want. They got their speaker cables in there. They have also have a really cool builder. You go on the website. You can design whatever you want. Uh, if you want a snake to put all your stuff in a loom together, you can do that there. If you want something wild out of the box, send them an email. They can do it. They do all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. And if you join our Patreon, you get a special discount for anything you buy from Sinusoid, including the custom shop. So tell them we sent you. You won't regret it. Sinusoid.com. I remember watching that movie and coming out and just my mind being blown because I still couldn't figure out like all the twists and turns of the plot, you know? It's because they make no sense, probably. <laughs> they really do. Like when, once they start just being able to take off a mask and be a different person, yeah, it's kind of like introducing time travel. It's like, well, I guess we don't have to actually make good on any of the things we set up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like playing with little kids with like toys and they're like, no, that's hot lava now. This- now. And you're like, what? <laughs> exactly. But dude, that movie is really good. I got it. Yeah, it is. I love no. it. They're all dead. Kittridge, no, you've the never original seen Mission Impossible upset. is not good. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's way no. good, dude. Yes, it is. And I don't even, no. I'm not even like an action movie guy, but there are so many scenes when he freaking throws the gum at the, at the aquarium wall and it blows up everywhere. Green light! Green light! Oh, it's so good. And then he does it on no. the helicopter later. Okay, tell me why it's not good because I'm convinced that you're 100% wrong. Well, Aaron, when was, the, when was the last time you watched that movie? Maybe a couple years ago, two or three. No, I don't believe you. I believe that you watched it when you were a 13-year-old boy. No, I have watched it And you have in it my in 30s. your mind. Oh, that movie's so awesome. Dude, and I even like it in my thirties. Remember when he like breaks the light bulb inside of the handkerchief and sprinkles the little pieces on the ground? Is that or is yeah. that born? No, that's that Mission is, Impossible, right? That born, no, that is Mission Impossible. Original. Yeah, dude, that's pretty cool. Well, my mind is blown that you don't think this is a good movie. That is a little bit crazy because I like again. I'm not the action movie guy, but I remember loving that movie every time I've seen it, even in more recent days. What don't you like about it? It's like in and out. It's like, no, it's not that great. It's been around for a while, but just nostalgia. It's like it's not that good. I Is it like in and I out in that, that every time you go it's the same? <laughs> like the movie never changes. The movie why won't the movie change? Even no, if you watch I, the movie in like... a different place, it still tastes <laughs> the same. <laughs> 
so consistent. I hate it. Here's here's how I feel about the Mission Impossible franchise. Not the franchise, the first movie. I know, and I'm okay. telling you, okay, sorry. the franchise. One is fine. Two is insanely dumb. Mm-hmm. Three was, is. Was two the one that starts in Utah when he's like yes, free climbing? climbing. Yes. Three he's rock is, climbing. He's not mountain climbing. Okay. It's, he's okay. free basing. <laughs> That's a different part of the Wait. movie. You're thinking of rounders. What am I thinking of? <laughs> You're thinking of Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking of base jumping, but he's also not oh. doing that. <laughs> no. He's free climbing. He is... Uh, he's just doing free association. Cool. And I remember... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or whatever. Three came out oh. somewhat recently, right? No. Like it came out a ways after the second one? I think uh, the second one came out a bit after the first one, maybe. See, I remember watching three... Because three is that the one where they're like, I remember scenes of like racing through European cities and there's like canals going through and stuff like that. Mm, I don't know. What I do know is that three <laughs> was directed by JJ Abrams and it was his first, um, it was the first, I think it was the first movie that he directed or maybe it was the first action movie he directed. I'm not sure. But the story I remember hearing was that, um, Tom Cruise contacted him and said, um, hey, I want you to direct uh, Mission Impossible 3 for me. And he was like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because he had done, um, because the show Alias was like at the like top of its game. Yeah, yeah. And Which I haven't watched much of Alias, but people that I respect really like that show. I I would say if you have not watched it, it is now on Amazon Prime. You should watch season one and two and then stop. Okay. There's a cliffhanger at the end of season two. I'll just go. You want to keep going. Don't. Just remember, this is the guy. Super dumb. Mission Impossible sucks. But I think you're you're letting the failures of the other two movies color your opinion of the first one. I think the first one was good. I think it's different. It's not an action movie in the same way the others are. Yeah. It's a spy movie. It's like a thinking man's movie. Maybe that's why you don't like it as much. It's (laughs) it's directed by Brian De Palma too. (laughs) Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. But it makes perfect sense. Have you guys seen sneakers? Yeah, dude. Heck yes. I wear them. Freaking dope. Sneakers is awesome. Mission impossible wishes it was sneakers. Okay. I don't think it does. I think it. No, it does. I get, I get what you're saying is freaking dope and mission impossible is trying so hard to be sneakers. I don't think so though, because sneakers, so much of sneakers is comedy. It's like oceans 11 type stuff and mission impossible. Never tried to be that sneakers is very good, but that doesn't, that doesn't take away from anything else being good. Yeah. Sneakers wishes it was Tinker Taylor soldier spy. How about that? (laughs) What? How dare you? No, I just did it. Sneakers wishes it was the Italian job. Oh, oh I'm, just no, I'm so angry. Although I do kind of like, I do like the Italian job. job piece of garbage. Don Cheadle's character is. Wait, what was the piece of garbage? The Italian, Italian job. job? No, it wasn't. That it's movie a is good movie. Oh, that movie's so dumb. I mean, it's not great. Sneakers but... wishes it was the saint. Oh, now you're Dang. just trying I know, to now piss I'm me just... off. Sneakers no, just... wishes it was spies like us. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> 
Doctor. Doctor. We're surrounded by Dick first. By the way, I did it again. It's it's most deaf in that movie. It's not Don Cheadle, but still. <laughs> no, the reason you thought that though is because Don Cheadle is in Ocean's Eleven. Yes, exactly. Which is like a similar vibe. Italian Job was the right movie at the time. Like it appealed to me at the time it came out. Okay, so check this out. But I'm let's sure it does direct, not hold up. Let's do a direct one to one from Italian Job to. Uh oh. So Edward Norton is Brad Pitt. Yes. Mark Wahlberg is George Clooney. Uh, or who else? Who is? It's got to be George Clooney. Isn't? Yeah, he's like the, I, he's like the I'm the boss. I'm the. But am the, I crazy in thinking that Matt Damon's also in Ocean's leader. Eleven? Matt Damon is in Ocean's Eleven. He's a very, very small character. Okay. He's a minor character. Okay. In Ocean's no, he's not. He's a somewhat minor character in Ocean's Eleven. He's in terms of not in the film necessarily, but in terms of yeah, the job. The job. It's all about the job, Phil. He's definitely not on the same level as Pitt and Clooney in Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Okay. Most deaf is Don Cheadle. Charlize Theron is Julia easy, Roberts because there's only one girl yeah. in the movie. Obviously, the way it should be. And I I hope she got paid less than all the other men in the movie. I'm sure she did. Seth Green is like both of the Mormon Seth twins. Seth Green is in the Italian job. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> the Mormon twins. That's what they call him, remember? Yeah. Oh, I freaking Utah. love them. You think Dude, it helps Scott to yell at a guy when he's already really upset? It's amazing. <laughs> what was I, wa- I was watching some like punk documentary and Scott Kahn came in because he was like in some band back in the day. Really? What? Yeah. You kind of forget what mind. it was. Or maybe it was like a skateboarding documentary. I don't remember. Anyway. Do you yeah, guys remember? Was in in do you guys band. remember Jason Statham was in Italian Job, and he was a pretty minor character, I think, too. Jason Statham was. He oh was no, a minor character, I know what it is. It? I was watching. It wasn't punk. I was watching this show on um, on Netflix called. It's like the history of hip hop, and Scott Conn was in a rap group called oh, the dude. Hooligans. Oh, what? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Or no, sorry. Again, it wasn't that. It was this other show called L.A. something. Anyway, it, but it was about rap on and it was on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Um, gotta, the hooligans is spelled W-H-O-O-L-I-G-A-N-Z. The hooligans. Why did they d- use two O's? Because you lose like the whole who part when you add a second O, but I guess maybe... You don't need the W. Then you think it was hooligans. Hooligans. Oh, it's like a Christian group. <laughs> yeah, they're hooligan. Guys, this is a good time. This is as good a time as any. No. Um, actually, before we do that, I have a new segment I want to bring up to you, a game, if you will. But before we do that, um, I was... So I, we, I've been writing some songs with, with guys for like this worship church project thing that they were doing. And we recorded some things the other day. And so I took my pedal board and had like all my overdrive pedals and guess which one I used the most? The. So I'll tell you what I had on the board, and you Pelotar. tell me what you think I used the most. I had the free burrito. I had the JHS double barrel. I had the nineteen RB, and I had something else. I can't remember. I bet I you used the free burrito the, the most. Can't remember. 
I use the DRV all the time, and it's so freaking good. So Mark Johnson has this setting where he turns the drive all the way down. He doesn't own the setting. And just uses it as a preamp, and I use that same setting, and it was really good. I loved it. Oh, so good. That Friend of the great. show, Mark Johnson, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Enemy of Phil. Oh, we did a podcast with him that I need to look at and edit and release. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to put together all those videos we did at NAM too. <laughs> That's never gonna happen, by the way, in case anyone I in- I still have a podcast from from two years ago at NAM. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the thing about NAM is we'll never see the light of day. Yeah. We aren't really doing our job while we're there. <laughs> oh man. Wait a minute. I just thought of a good idea. Yeah. All the NAM all the NAM stuff that we did not post. Uh-huh. We should post it during during next year's January. Lack of NAM. Yes. All right. And then when people are like, "Oh, I miss NAM," we could be like, "Look at this." File that away. File that in your mind for um for January. Because <laughs> there's no way NAM's happening. So I'm sorry to everyone out there, but it's just not happening. Hey, Cole, don't take away my freedom. I know. Fascist. You know your you know your hip hop group is really like street when when they're from Beverly Hills and they're called the Hooligans. <laughs> and and your dad was in The Godfather. Yes. Yeah. Your dad is literally a famous movie star. Yeah. A famous rich person. <laughs> <clears throat> Although famously rich. Scott Kahn is pretty popular in his own right. He was on that show for a while, right? Um He was on the reboot of Hawaii or he still is maybe he yes i love him i just googled scott and the very first recommendation that came up was con bro that's a little scary to us they're listening well i mean i was just looking at oceans 11 so oh yeah it's not like that big okay i guess both of you close your eyes don't look at your screens guess how tall scott con is five six five Eight, five, five. Yikes! Close. I mean, I knew he was not tall. Don't you think he looks like a short person? Like, he, yeah, he's like a great big short person. Like, like the shape of him, like the way yeah. he moves. Yeah, he moves like a short person. Well, you can tell a, of how big his head is compared. He has a really tall head. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's, his head, his head's like a head. foot and a half. His head's like forty percent of his height. <laughs> 40%. It's like an Easter <laughs> Island statue. Easter <laughs> Island. <laughs> and part of it's because he always has like slick backed, like pompadour type hair, you know? Yes, his hair is higher. That's the thing. You yeah. can't do that. That's a short guy move. He's no, so handsome, though. Oh, that's true. But if your head is already big. No, totally. But it's a matter of like, I'd rather be known as the big head guy than the short guy, you know? I guess. <laughs> Like <laughs> girls don't say I could never date a guy with a bigger head than me, but they do say I could never date a guy shorter than me. That's true. That is, that is. Don't ask me true. how I know that. <laughs> I've never heard a girl say that thing about the head thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause you'd think that girl's a socio- sociopath. <laughs> Easy. Aaron. Because <laughs> most men this have, is a family show. Most men have larger heads than most females. Uh, yeah, probably. Stati- I mean, 
most men are taller than most females. Most male too, humans have larger head than most female humans. Most women. Hey, remember that video of the small guy going like freaking aggro in like a diner or something? Yeah, in a bagel shop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that guy does not have a large head. It's like proportionate to his body. But it is a common thing. Like there's but a lot of forms of dwarfism. Tiny. He's a very small man. But there are a lot of forms of dwarfism where they have like disproportionately large heads. Yeah. You think Scott Kahn has a form of... Here, let me ask you this. How tall no. do you think James Kahn is? I feel like he is taller than his son. I think I'm going to say 5'10". Five, five, like, I don't feel like I've ever gotten an idea. 5'8". Five, five, I'm going to say 5'8 again. 5'9 and a quarter. I thought oh. he was like six feet tall. I think what? actors are just, I think it's because like, because they're all small actors. Well, they're just all average height. Like it's not yeah, like, it's true. not like sports where like everyone it's is tall. automatically going to be at least six feet tall just because. Who yeah, are we saying true. that we thought was tall or it was very short? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> right? <laughs> we thought he was short. Oh, man, I had that right on the tip of my thing. tongue too, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's six feet tall. How is that possible? Yeah, that's so strange. He looks, I would think he is like, Jane, he is Scott Kahn. Like, I yeah, exactly. Say, the way he moves, the way he's shaped, I would think he's a tiny man because of his proportions. Yeah. He's got an enormous neck. <laughs> I guess they're all just, everyone's just small in the movies. It's weird. Yeah. Tom Cruise is famously short too, isn't he? Yeah. He's famously short, yes. I was looking it up because um, I was thinking of The Godfather, and Al Pacino is only 5'7". That's weird. Of course, like, you guys are freakishly tall, too. Even Robert De Niro is under 5'10". Yeah. Who's the dude? Um, this is did you guys watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The no. show? No. I watched well, the movie. No. Okay. You tell me that I mean, sucks, too, great, now? but Guys, speaking of movies, I have a new segment called This is IMDb. <laughs> here's, here's what's going to happen. It's not the segment we've been doing this whole time? No. In this segment, I have chosen three films, some of which I have okay. seen or maybe I have not seen. Okay. Um, sorry, my Keep wife going. came in to say goodbye and I talked to her. Goodbye, Brittany. Bye, Brittany. Brittany. <laughs> uh, so tell three her, movies. We said hi. Tell her tell her what we said. She's gone. I'm not gonna tell you which how many I have seen. Well, I've seen it's also possible I have seen none. It should be Your two truths and a lie. No, because then it's then once you know two truths and the third one. So your job is for each one to guess whether or not I've seen it. You can ask me up to five questions per Only movie. five? Yes. You're telling us what the movie is, though. I'm going to tell you the movie. So the question we're asking is just to figure out if the question is just has he seen this movie or is he just telling us things he learned? Sounds like it's going to be a rousing success. I'll just say that right now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) The first movie is called Ford versus Ferrari or Ford v Ferrari. Ooh, man, oh, so many people were the talking about for this week is Matt Damon. These are all Matt. Oh, the sound design in that movie was just spectacular, which is probably (laughs) fair. I think it did sound pretty good. 
That's this yeah, like movie, that's what everyone taught. It won the Oscar for it. I'm pretty sure. Yes, this is a movie. Ford. No, I'm just kidding. This is a movie about the Ford Motor Company um, <laughs> wanting to build a race car to defeat the Ferrari company because Ferrari is cool and Ford is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so they hire this guy, something Shelby, who is played by Matt Damon. You don't to, know his name. Uh, his Fred name Shelby is. No, Carol Shelby. They hired a guy Carol. named Carol. Carol Shelby. Wait, they hired a guy named Carol to make him cooler. A guy named Carol Shelby, <laughs> who is like a a fast car designer. He designs yeah, and the makes Shelby fast Cobra. cars. Yes, the Shelby Cobra. Is that what and the movie's about? Like the origins of that car? No, no, it's not about the Shelby car. He has already made that car. But they he did. They him. did like a Shelby You're Mustang. Of the Shelby they? Mustang. Yeah, but that came later. This movie is not about either of those things. This movie is about the GT40. Those weren't my questions, by the way. Those don't count. <laughs> so they make this <laughs> race car, and they take it to the Le Mans, Le Mans 24-hour race. It's a 24-hour race. Uh, Le Mans. In, in France. You cut out again, Aaron. Okay, I'll take over. Hi, my name's Aaron. And I've seen this movie. No, no, no. They race it, and sometimes oh, they win, and sometimes they lose. And his best friend is the driver, and he dies at the end. Yikes! Whoa. Not Are racing, you... but that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's a food poisoning. Uh, Severe food poisoning. <laughs> do you want to wait? Other ones, or you want to guess? Are you just going to start spoiling movies that are relatively new, Aaron? Because I'm not okay with that. Wait. Does, I didn't say who died. Oh. No one dies at the end of this movie. I apologize for that. Ford v. Ferrari. Han Solo. <laughs> okay, what was your favorite? Okay, Ooh. are we going? Yeah, we're going. What's your favorite scene of the movie? My favorite scene is um, the race. In- <laughs> That's good. That's good to start by restating my question. <laughs> The race in love. What's my favorite scene? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) No, my favorite scene is um, towards the beginning when um, Christian Bale's character, whose name is Miles. Probably like Janet or something. Miles throws a wrench at Matt Damon's character, who's Carol Shelby, at his head. Yikes. Does it hit him? I'm not sure why. No, he misses him. And then... And then Carol Shelby says to someone else who's next to him, frame that wrench. And they do. <laughs> they put the wrench. Like in for the murder? <laughs> frame it. <laughs> I want to see that. That wrench, wrench is going to burn in hell. <laughs> Throw the book at that wrench. Throw the book at that wrench. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one question. Okay. You have four I'll ask more. A question. Okay. Um, what. Viva asked the questions. Uh, okay, <laughs> my question is: now. What is your favorite? Hello. Uh, mm, cinem. What? What shot <laughs> of the movie? What camera work in the film is your favorite? Um, it's all pretty much 
so it's not super like camera heavy if that makes sense like there's a lot of like really wide shots yeah and Cam- so the camera work is not a feature yeah it's not really it's a not focus. prominently it's not featured like in the scorsese film or something where it's like right. zooming in all the time i understand didn't show any women's feet i think there's so there's this scene there's a part where they're doing some test driving while they're building the car and there's like these big wide angle shots that's probably the best Boo. cinematography parts I'm not booing you. I'm booing wide angle. Not wide angle shots. Fish eyes, just like big. From a drone or something. Yeah, it's just like vistas, like landscapes, pretty much. Okay, that's two. These are great questions. Okay. <laughs> okay um, how many, like, uh, out you of, can guess at any time. If you out want. of five stars, how many stars would you give it? I would give it. probably four i thought it was good okay i would recommend um, it but you're famously a car guy so that makes sense i am famously a car guy at any point do you feel like you can you can hear christian bale's uh british accent and 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 if so welsh welsh what was he saying that you you thought ooh, i i feel like i can hear like a tiny bit of british so I will the whole thing the whole time Welsh. you can hear his accent because he plays a British man in the movie. Oh damn it! Okay. <laughs> so he's not even trying to hide it at this point. Well, it's not his normal accent though. He doesn't. He doesn't like even Christian have it. He doesn't even have a normal accent anymore. Well, that's probably true, but he doesn't he's sound like Welsh. Gibson. He sounds. He sounds almost sounds Australian in some parts. Does he ever like? I really want somebody. To put Christian Bale in a movie and then have him say "Good for you." <laughs> you have one more question. And ideally, you say <laughs> At some point, oh, good for you! Not having a British, uh, an Australian accent anymore. It happens. Like Charlize Theron hardly has an accent either. She what? used to. Well, part of it's because Christian Bale is like this crazy method actor, and so every. Every time yeah. he's in a role, he like lives that role all you know twenty four seven or whatever. He loses himself in the accent. He loses himself in the music. The moment he owns it, he better never let it go. He only gets one shot. Did not miss his chance. So the opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better lose yourself. You better lose yourself. Um, that that where, video you posted was funny, Phil. It was uh, very good. Hobo Johnson thing. How dare you? You did not say you thought it was funny. You commented here's, like here's why negative comments. I commented, please no, because you posted a TikTok with no no commentary <laughs> in the group. That is a dangerous precedent, Phil, yes. and I will not stand for that either. <laughs> that was what I was referring to, and then I clicked it, and I was like, "This is funny." <laughs> it really is funny, though. I only posted in the group because I was like, "This is relevant to our group. This this makes me laugh." Yeah, and it is relevant to our group. Then you should say that. When when I think when I think to myself, I find this funny, and I think my friends will too. That's when I send it directly to the two of you and Andy. Yeah, but you could have you could have like said something about it as well. But we there's precedent for us receiving all of your TikToks. Okay, except but I don't want that precedent to become public because TikTok is this, a blight think on about the world. This, though. Think about this. There's I watched it with zero information. 
right? Uh-huh. Like I'm scrolling through randomly and it uh-huh. comes up and I laugh because of how out of nowhere and random it was. Uh-huh. So that's what I want other people so to you experience. wanted. <laughs> okay. I mean. So like I can't comment on it because. You won me over because you, didn't, you, you didn't want. You wanted everyone to have the same experience as you. Yes. It's like you didn't want to tell him going into the sixth sense. Even if going into the sixth sense, you said, oh, I'm not going to tell you the ending, but it's a big surprise. Even that is like. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, Cole. Okay. That's fine. But (laughs) you have to understand where I'm coming from. He says begrudgingly. (laughs) (laughs) Like I get that for a TikTok. But you you have to know when you send them to us all the time and now you start posting them in a Yes, that's a scary. People. That's a scary thing. It's like this is not a, a leap that I am comfortable with. Okay, but like <laughs> you can appreciate why it made us nervous, Phil. Okay, maybe, but <laughs> do but how often do I post TikToks in our group in our Facebook group? You don't, but that's what Aaron's saying. It happened once, you, but I'm saying you message now, us very crap, often. Now it's going to happen here too. Exactly, once a month. Once a month. It will happen once a month. You never post it, but that's what Aaron's Aaron's not saying he is still questioning you and your judgment. He's just saying in the moment. Yes. That was his thought process, which is valid. In the moment, you own it. Because he lost himself in the moment. Like imagine... No, never mind. You have one more question. Do you want to ask it or do you want to just guess? Where did you see this movie? In my home. Was it daytime you or do nighttime? That? Do you have home box office? Um, I've... Ooh, what yes, streaming service did you watch it on? No, that's five questions already. <laughs> Hang it. You had to ask that dumb you one about his camera work. Movie. You, liar. <laughs> you are a liar. You did not watch this movie. You lying liar. Okay, is that your guess? Man. Yes. Cool. I, I think you watched it. Okay. <laughs> I did watch this movie. I fell asleep for about 30 minutes in the middle of it. <laughs> oh, the results are tainted. <laughs> so you did not watch it. Dangling chads. I watched most of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next movie is a little... I love, I love that you fell asleep for half of a, four, of a movie that you gave four stars to. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so good. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> Everything that I saw, time. I loved. <laughs> We're moving backwards in time. This movie is from 2007. Yes. Starring Matt Damon. Uh, who else? Christoph Waltz. Elysium. Hung Chow. And Kristen Wiig. This is a movie called Downsizing. Uh, that was 2007? Oh Teen. Oh, 17. Okay. Yes. You, you did say 2007. I meant 2017. I apologize. This okay. is a movie okay. that so I watched. You don't even know what year it came oh. out? He definitely didn't watch it. This is a movie okay, that go, I watched. Go on. The only thing I know about downsizing is on Comedy Bang Bang, they were talking about it, and Paul F. Tompkins was in character as like this little, <laughs> he was like the mayor of some these little people that live in the walls or something like that and doing this ridiculous voice <laughs> and he basically was like okay let's set aside <laughs> all of this for a second because they're explaining the premise of downsizing to him and he was like is that a real thing that exists he was like so appalled <laughs> that downsizing actually existed 
So Downsizing is a movie about a couple who... So it's this guy who gets fired from his job, but he has a life savings. And there's this new technology where you can shrink yourself and you live you gotta shrink yourself in the moment you live in this like town so basically like every dollar that you have translates to like 50 dollars in this new so place stupid. so you spend like because everything costs so, so little right so you spend like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. you're you give them your retirement and you get to have like this mansion in this beautiful lawn and like all this fancy stuff but you're tiny and you can never become normal sized again um so this guy and his wife are like okay cool let's go for it um they go in for the procedure he wakes up and finds out that his wife chickened out (laughs) and he is now small alone which means though that she also is keeping a bunch of the money so she can keep her normal life in the real world that's just now poor (laughs) and he lives in an apartment building in tiny world and he's very sad. And then he becomes friends with this party guy who's Christoph Waltz. And then he also meets this um, uh, this woman who is a Vietnamese house cleaner. She's like she doesn't clean Vietnamese houses. She's a Vietnam <laughs> Vietnamese um, a Vietnamese refugee in the first place. who who cleans house for this party guy. Um, they have a friendship. They eventually he goes to like this weird kingdom thing, and then he ends up doing things and it ends i can't spoil it but i love how like if you explain that premise to someone and then you said okay guess who the main character is played by (laughs) yeah you would guess two thousand people before you guess matt damon yeah like that's insanity well unless you were like told it's an alexander payne movie and then you'd be like okay that makes more sense i guess so or spike jones because the weird thing about it yeah spike Spike jones it's one of those kinds of movies like um who's that other dude that does those weird movies like who did um uh Ranger, roger Ebert. roger ebert are you talking about roger ebert? no like the guy who did spider-man 2 no 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 that was sam raimi who what's that movie adaptation who did that movie adaptation. i don't know is this a part of this is imdb <laughs> yeah anyway he's it's a, a 2002 kind film. of filmmaker too yeah Spike Jones? Was that a Spike Jones movie? Yeah. Oh. I'm thinking of something else then. I'm sorry. Clearly. Anyway, that's my whole gross. <laughs> it's my entire <laughs> <laughs> There you have it. It's my entire uh thing of the movie. <laughs> Okay, oh, that. That's good. I'm thinking of Charlie Kaufman, who who wrote. Get your kid under control. Didn't produce it. Have I seen this movie, Downsizing? What? What? What would you give it? How many stars out of five? Um, I liked it a lot. I would give it four what? and a half stars. It's actually that's... really good. It seems like it's going to be dumb. It's actually how have I dumb. never heard anyone say a positive word about it? Really, <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, I think I you've cried seen it. in it. I you cried. cried? In yeah, you cried in it. You were it's in beautiful. It. Get a load of this guy. <laughs> I cried on it. I cried all over it. Whoa, on your like on your internet cables because I mean, it's really small. So like one teardrop just 
goes that all is so it. jacked up so it, it's kind of like the premise is kind of like that one what's the jennifer lawrence one where they're in the they're in the spaceship to mars oh yeah passengers yeah it's kind of so like that isn't it's it? one of those movies that's like you can't describe it in a way that makes it sound as good as Apparently, you can't describe it in a way that makes it sound good because <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah, because it's really good and it ends up dealing with like class issues and like interesting people talking about because the small people are like, like whatever lower class or something. No, because like even in this small, small people village, there's like some people who are like wealthy and then some who are really poor. Um, and he ends up. I'm going to give it away, but he ends up going around like, cause he's well, don't spoil it. If it's four and a no, half stars, I'm going to watch no, 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 it. I'm not going to spoil the movie. I'm going to spoil whether I've seen it or not. Cause you're definitely going to know whether or not he becomes, he's like an occupational therapist. And so he goes around helping these poor people with like their ailments. And he like learns about both sides of this industry thing that they've happened to. And all these people who are like, like this whole community that lives like basically in shanties even in the small world and they're being taken advantage of mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Shanties. And they're like, yeah, they're a like shanty? the service industry. They go around, you Is know, shanties lawns and cleaning their houses and stuff like okay, that. Okay. I'm going to guess you haven't seen it then. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> this yes! movie that you cried about I already and there's so many I... details about, I have seen it and it's great. I recommend it to everybody. I'm going to watch it tonight. You should dude. I don't know where you can watch it for free, but I'll pay. I don't live in a shanty town. You can rent it on Amazon. Um, the last movie that I have seen is called it's from 2011. This is a movie starring Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson. Wait, Matt Damon has been in every movie tonight. That's That's almost a theme. I told you he was the theme. Oh, oh. <laughs> things are not as they theme. So Matt Damon, Scarlett Johansson. This is a nice. Cameron Crowe movie. You about a guy whose like, wife dies. Is he the guy who played Javert in that movie? Yes, he has the is band he? called. No, that's Russell Crowe, the Gladiator. <laughs> he plays Javert in the Gladiator. <laughs> so his wife is dead. He has what's his movie again? What's it called? Oh, did I not tell you the movie? And no, we, this movie is called We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> it's about a guy <laughs> whose wife is dead. I forgot Scarlett Johansson was in He's that. got two young children. Um, and he's like looking for something to do. So he, they move to the countryside and they buy basically the struggling zoo and they renovate it so that they can reopen it. Um, Scarlett Johansson is just like the, Tiger King. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson is the zookeeper. <laughs> And surprisingly enough, there is no romantic relationship between Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson, even though you assume there would be. There's actually not. In my mind, there was when yeah, I saw Yeah, the movie it. focuses more on the family and the children um, and his grief of his loss of his ex-wife. He's so distraught, actually, that he can't even like look at pictures of her. He's like afraid to look at pictures of when they were married um, and like look back and it has a strain on his relationship with his children because he's despondent all the time and go. How would you, did you enjoy this movie? How many stars would you give it? 
Um, I'll give this one question like three and a half stars. Really? I remember not liking that movie. I remember feeling like it was trying to do a lot of things and failing. At a lot yeah. Of maybe them. I'm just gullible. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. So Obviously. Cameron Crowe movies, and this is no, this movie is no exception. They have like a particular feeling to them. Um, I think of like Elizabeth town is the same way where it's, it does it tries to be emotional in a way that is like also distant like it's Dude, a detached I heard look a, at emotion elizabeth town is a piece but of that garbage works for me. i liked it i like elizabeth town is elizabeth town the one with all the it's like a bunch of women no elizabeth town, women. they all have the same name elizabeth town is um with that what's that australian dude with the long wiener <laughs> orlando bloom <laughs> yes or long skinny bloom. wiener Orlando Bloom is in it. And <laughs> he goes back to like he goes back to his so he's he's a shoe designer and he's a failed shoe designer and he's about to kill himself and he gets a phone call that his dad has died and he has to go home for the funeral uh, to his hometown. Okay. Dude, and it's hilarious that like we haven't I can't believe you've said Cameron Crowe and you haven't named his two best movies so far. No, but I'm I'm not saying here's what I'm saying. I'm saying We Bought a Zoo is has a more similar feel to Elizabeth town than As it in does garbage? to those other ones. No, I love how like, can you imagine it? That's like it a treats f- the emotion with deference. It's like kind of an embarrassing thing to have. Like it's obviously a, a huge invasion of privacy or whatever, but like, for somebody to to know you and refer to you as that guy of a specific nationality with the yeah. long wiener. <laughs> it's true. It's sad. Um, Phil, That's I know good. what you're thinking of. You're thinking of Vanilla Sky. No, almost no, famous. no. Okay, how dare you? No. Then what? Vanilla Sky was not on my. Did he? Did he do that movie? Yeah. Did no. he do that movie? No. This is a new segment called. Oh, you're talking about Jerry Maguire? Yeah, this is our new segment Thank called. You. Did he do that movie? <laughs> Jerry Maguire, almost famous, is the correct answer. See, Jerry Maguire does this thing too, where the emotional scenes are filmed in a way that, like, the movie itself is almost like indifferent to the emotion. Yeah, but you still get to experience it. I haven't seen Almost Famous, and I think I think it works, especially with Matt Damon, because it's fine. You don't need to watch it. Wait, what? No. Yeah, it's definitely not as good as Mission. Should I just watch Mission Impossible again? (laughs) No. Wait a minute. (laughs) This podcast is there's so many movies I haven't sort seen, of Phil. related to music, and that movie is very much related to music. I know I love music, but like yeah, I just too. haven't seen it. You can't I watch music. everything. I, I own multiple. Journalism. I mean, I've seen it. I think it's fine. No, I own multiple compact discs of music, bro. I've seen multiple bands live in person. Multiple man. Multiple bands. Can't find a multiple man. Gun Street Wiring Shop represents a brand new approach to the guitar wiring market. From their nothing is impossible philosophy to their community first attitude, Gun Street Wiring Shop is the premier maker of guitar wiring harnesses. Based in Central Oregon, Gun Street only does one thing. Make your guitar sound and play better. Bored with your standard switching? Gun Street. Need more options? Gun Street. Looking to nail that classic tone? Gun Street. You want to try something that's never been done before? Gun Street. Sean's always coming up with new circuit designs. He's always down to make something special to fit your exact needs. 
So hit them up now, GunStreetWiringShop.com. Turn your SG into an OMG, your Les Paul into a More Paul, your Telecaster into a Telestar Blaster. And as always, members of the street crew get an extra discount at everything at GunStreetWiringShop.com. So uh, we bought a zoo. That movie was so dumb, though. <laughs> it's kind of dumb, but it kind of No, it's very cool. dumb. Why do you like it, and why are you so dumb I just told to have you. that opinion? Okay. It made you cry. Did you wish? I didn't cry. Anymore. Did you oh, wish that, that Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson would hook up? No, I assumed they would going into it, but I'm kind of glad they didn't, just because it, like, just be, you don't need because it's a movie. Time. You assume they would. Yeah, because it's a, it's movie. a movie that exists. Yes, exactly. So it's kind of refreshing that like they didn't have to do that. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you saw it. What? What? Do you have any other questions? Nope. I'm trying to think. Wait a second. What? Cameron Crowe directed Say Anything? Yes. I did not know that. That's definitely better than Almost Famous. What's Say Anything? Is that John Cusack movie where he holds up the boombox? From the 80s. In it's all about kickboxing. Eyes, the light, the the heat, heat. I don't really know what I want to do with my life. I just know that I don't want to buy anything, or sell anything, away. or your process anything, or sell anything that's been bought or processed to buy. <laughs> <laughs> processed I don't think you've seen it either. I want to touch the light, the heat, as in your eyes. Oh, I was too generous. I should have given it three, two and a half stars. I know, because it's a dumb movie. I remember <laughs> hating it. Because it, it very much is like, you can tell that they're trying to make it so emotional. I did like Elizabeth Town, though. And it just doesn't pay off. It, was, it, it is clear that you did watch Elizabeth Town. <laughs> oh, that much is, it is not debatable. I know. But Elizabeth Town has a lower score on it. Much IMDb. is true. Maybe it's just because Kirsten Dunst was in it. And I convinced oh. myself that it was good. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is pretty great. I mean, yeah. let's be no, honest. She's not, though. Here's so the thing. What are you saying she's not, though? You can find her attractive, but more often than not, she is not good in movies. Mm, I don't know that that's accurate. Name more movies that are good <laughs> she's been in. <laughs> Virgin Suicides. Been. What? Virgin Suicides. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Marie Antoinette. Obviously. Elizabeth Town. I remember seeing something that I really liked her in, and now I can't remember Did what it is. Elizabeth Town has 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Elizabeth Town does? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We Bought a Zoo has 65%. Whoa. Wow. That's over twice as What's Cats? Let's check in on Cats <laughs> while we're there. That should be a segment. Checking on checking in on checking cats. in on cats. <laughs> um, was she like a manic pixie dream girl in uh, Elizabeth Town? Not really. No, twenty one percent. In no, in Elizabeth Town, she's like the lovable townie. So okay. people think that Cats is just barely worse than Elizabeth Town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not good. All that is an the- indictment. All the hot heat that cats have, have gotten. 
All that cat heat. <laughs> All that cat heat. <laughs> All them heats, cats in heat. She was good in Hidden Figures. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Is that the the astronaut movie? Yeah, that's the one. I haven't seen it, but that is the one. She's good in that one. She's good. I don't know what your problem is. I think she's a good actor. I she think you're just Malibalia. jealous. She was in a movie called R.E.M. We all go back to where we belong. The Kirsten Dunst version. <laughs> she was in a movie called... She was in Eternal Sunshine on. of the Spotless Mind. She was good in that, too. She was good in Bring It On, also. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bring It On. <laughs> Sorry. Not Get It On. Yes. Something different. I saw a lookalike of her in a movie called Get It On. Oh my gosh. Perfect likeness. Kristen Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, her name was Kristen. Kristen Get It On was named Kristen Dunst. <laughs> Kristen Dernst. Kristen Drunst. Kristen Dernst. <laughs> She's related to the dude from. I'm pretty Dernst. sure she was blind. <laughs> Mike Dernst. Mike Dirt. Remember and in the office when Durst. when Jim is dating Karen and Phyllis is getting married and they're going to hire a stripper and they go, should she be uh, redhead or brunette? And he says blonde and both Karen and Pam look at him with like the most <laughs> hatred possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so, so good. good. Yeah, because that was like the test. They were trying to test him to see yeah. who he choose. <laughs> Blonde. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff, man. Karen gets a bad rap. Pam's kind of sucky. He should not have married Pam. Although Jim's kind of sucky too, so. Yeah, they both They're deserve fine. each other. No, Jim is great and Pam sucks, period. Rude. No, Jim's not great. Jim is not that great. I mean, he's not like. He's not freaking Mother Teresa or something, but like he's not. He's not freaking Mother <laughs> Teresa. I hope nobody's oh, freaking Mother dead. Teresa. Yikes! I hope hey, who's freaking Mother Teresa? Getting, getting her freak on though. <laughs> y'all, y'all hear, about, good hear about this? Yeah, I don't freaking think. I think Jim and Pam honestly deserve each other. Both like fine. They're fine. Neither one of them are great. They're fine. They're, they're fine. Why do you? Why do you not like? Okay, how much of your opinion of Pam is is like influenced by her? Her like almost having a relationship with the cameraman in the last season. Uh, zero. Oh. Yeah. Why don't you like her? Tell us. Yeah. Why don't you like her? Um. It's because she's so, not hot enough for you. Big deal, Phil. Dang. Like normal. There's normal women in the world. They don't have to look like supermodels. Hello, yeah, what he Michael <laughs> goes. <laughs> Tell the TV would have us believe that everyone just by skinny hot women. He's like, look around. That's not the case. <laughs> Even the hot ones aren't that skinny all the usually. <laughs> so messed up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's why Phil doesn't like Pam for those no. reasons. Because <laughs> she's not skinny enough. All right. So what is it about her? Rewatching The Office mm-hmm. with my bride. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I like Pam more than I like you. <laughs> in this moment, I noticed after saying that, very, very early on, 
she is like, she is stringing that dude along. Totally. Like mm-hmm. two freaking seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really but she hard. still won't break up with Roy. Yes. That, and yeah. it's so gross. Totally. Like, it's I, like, it's, it, it is like, it, it makes me so angry. Like, because the move, the, the way the show is like formatted, it's like, it feels like really normal, you know? Well, cause she's the, she's the protagonist. And also like, remember when he kisses her and she gets like all mad at him yeah. and it's like, no, that's on you. And yes. I'm, I don't want to go on record saying that like she was asking that's for it. God. But, <laughs> like, cause hashtag believe women, but <laughs> she should not like, she did not earn the right to be like appalled and disgusted that Jim she was not appalled and disgusted. She walked she into a dark. Okay. I'm not going to. Yeah. She walked she into was. a dark room with him and she had been like slow dancing. And then she pulls that crap where it's like, it wasn't a dance. We were swaying back and forth. That was a different. I know that was a different part, but still like, yeah, I'm kind of on board with you now, Phil. I got to say she, she was does, trying to have her cake and eat it too. Right. She does a whole lot of, of emotionally, intimate things with Jim and it's kind and of then, fitting. Oh, totally. Yes. And then she's at every very... moment he's like, whenever Jim is like trying to make a move, she's like, no, like dude, just either break up she's, with Roy. She's like very unfaithful towards Roy and yes, it's okay in the show because Roy is such a dirt bag. Yes, exactly. Roy yes, is. You should be more horrible. upset about how she treats Roy than how she treats Jim because Jim knows that she, she treats a, a both of them very badly. That's yes, the thing. But here's what I'm saying. He is a willing participant in that relationship. And Roy is oblivious. Yeah. Roy, amazingly, Roy's the victim. This is what I'm saying. You, know, he's like, you can't blame Pam and not blame hated. Jim. Yes. But, uh, well, I don't know. Like, because Jim isn't the one in the committed relationship. Granted, yeah. he's the one trying to break up a committed relationship. But in his mind, he's better for her and he is making the decisions that he thinks will lead her to happiness. She yes, is making bad decisions. Exactly. Because he knows Roy is an a-hole. So he's like, break up with that zero and get with this hero. But he's not a hero. He's a, like, a, he's a five. He's a salesman. <laughs> he's a five. He sells paper. Dude. He's not like that some haircut, amazing guy. That haircut in the beginning does not hold up at all dude it is so of its time oh it is like the shaggy like you expect him to be wearing vans in season three that he has like really weird hair it's like that haircut but it looks the hair changes so much remember how greasy michael's hair was at first yes the first season it was very thin and and like greasy it was pulled back super tight so okay i'm totally on board with you and i do i do think that pam bears more of the blame because like she's like she should have broken up with Roy, obviously. She should I have. love on like the, the only hand, I think she feels trapped. And Jim okay, doesn't have I that get much that. to offer. I mean Roy obviously he show, he shows that he is an aggressive person and even violent sometimes. Well, so I get that she would feel that. trapped in the relationship, but dude, and and here's the thing at the moment where Jim is like oh my gosh, this is like really happening. We're great together and we need to like make this, like he's like, I'm going to like really push for this. That's when Roy doubles down and goes, I'm going to set a date for the wedding. Mm -hmm. 
And in that moment, when Roy says that, it's like Roy in his like very, very simple mindedness seems so genuine because he's like, oh my gosh, life is short. Yeah, like he does want to keep her even though he's a total douchebag. And it has nothing to do with like, I think I'm losing her. It has everything to do with like, oh, life is short. I should marry this girl that I really like. Yeah, it's not manipulative. Right. Even though she is manipulated by it. Which makes her way worse. But here's why why she's not worse than Jim. (laughs) When when she is with Roy, he pursues her very aggressively even though he knows... She's not going to break up with Roy, right? Wait, what? When Pam is with Roy. You're saying Jim pursues her. Jim pursues Pam very aggressively, even though he knows she's not going to break up with Roy. Oh, does he? Fairly aggressively. I mean, he's, let's say, Jim is pursuing Pam. I mean, he he hopes hopes she's going to break up up with him. Yeah, but he knows she's not going to. Why do you you don't get to say that what he knows? Okay, forget it. (laughs) <laughs> you don't okay <laughs> no i agree with you like he he wants her to break up with roy and be with him that's yes, what but this is only the setup for what i'm trying to say so don't get stuck on that one thing okay however when jim is dating karen pam is respectful of that relationship she's like mm. it's not my time i'm gonna no. let them date she does have some sassiness towards Karen, but she does not do the things that Jim did to her. Not as much. Roy. No, okay, for, to use your term, not as aggressive, but she is. Until the one time when she walks on fire and then she's like. But here's the thing, though. I that's, miss you. that's a false equivalency because she is because in a relationship. Jim females is not. And female, females are different. Like, she, she shouldn't. With Karen, like, he is. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, before, he is not in a relationship of any kind, and she is. So they're not on equal footing. And then he starts dating another woman. Uh-huh. Like, she has no grounds because he wasn't being unfaithful to anyone when he was pursuing her before. She is now, she is now being unfaithful towards Roy by still pursuing him and then also still trying to break up his relationship with Karen. Ooh, ouch. But she only dates. She doesn't date Roy while she's trying to break them up. Okay, I, she, I mixed. I only I thought three, she did, but I could be wrong. She breaks up with Roy and then she like redates him for like two weeks, and then he throws something through the mirror. Yeah, at the bar. Yeah. At, what's it called? At Fat Patties. I don't know. Poor Richards. Poor Richards. <laughs> Fat Patties. <laughs> but here's the thing: they're all crappy. They're just normal people. Yes. Which is why stuff. it's a good show. Like, it's not yeah. like they're all, I mean, they're all, they work for this crappy paper company and they're all doofuses, you know. But it isn't like the love story of the century. Yeah, whatever. Which I guess is kind of the point. Like, the love story of the, the century is freaking Michael and Holly. Yeah. That's the love story of the century. Yeah. Or even Michael and Jan. They have a beautiful yeah. relationship. Dude, they're so good together. Dude, the love story <laughs> of the century is... Um, oh, crap. I'm forgetting their names. Ryan and... Uh, <laughs> Kelly? 
Kelly, Kelly, no, Holy Dwight, crap. Dwight, and Angela are the Dwight and Angela. Ooh, but, there it is. but you can't say that though because she was freaking engaged and they were having sex the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she, she, she's she was having sex with him through an engagement and a marriage. Exactly. Like that's <laughs> so <laughs> jacked up. But she was like, that's but true. here's the thing. I mean, nobody says <laughs> Angela is the best. People go, yeah. Angela is the worst. Like, yeah, yeah. consistently. But their relationship is, like, that's the finale, is them getting married. But Here's- also, he knows. So, like, even though they are, she is having an affair with him while she's engaged, he basically knows, like, that's it. He doesn't, he's not expecting her to leave. It doesn't Right, seem. yes. But here, here's my, here, here, I would say. No, he, it, he, like, he was. Then, but you find out with Andy, he was, yeah. Yeah, with Andy, he was, because remember, like, we were just yeah. watching this episode last night, weirdly enough. But she's when like, they, when they're going to fight each other <laughs> and yeah, yeah, she slept with you. What? We're engaged. <laughs> yeah. She said she only slept with me. Oh, um, but so here's the, here's part of the problem with that show, I guess, is that they, the whole premise of so many of those relationships is that the end justifies the means. Yeah. Like they're meant to be together. Yeah. So like yeah. you should be unfaithful and try to break up relationships because you're meant to be with this person. And that's like so selfish. Yeah. And wrong. You know? Yeah. It is. So screw that. So the real victims here are Roy. Yeah. Although they do make good on that when they when they show his wedding. Yeah, dude. Karen. <laughs> so good. Who also ends up happy. Does she? I guess because she's not in Scranton anymore. No, remember when they go to visit her, she's like, she has a kid and she's married with a kid. I don't remember that. And she's like happy and she met this guy at a bar and it's like embarrassing. And whatever. she's like, and I'm on this new show called Parks and Rec. It's amazing. Yeah, I play it's a nurse. Way longer than The Office. I'm on this new show called Angie Tribeca. You should. It's really good. You remember that show? No. It was not good. Jim and Pam Jim and- are two uh, romantic <laughs> television relationships, as In and Out is to fast food burgers. Perfect. They're- the perfection. Because of- you had it when you were younger and you remember it fondly, but it's actually flawed. People think it's like way better than it is. Yeah, and it's actually like, it's not. It's not bad. It's just not as freaking great as people talk about it. The only difference is that it, that would only apply if it was like an underground TV show. Because the the reason In and Out is so annoying. One of the reasons is because of how people from California talk about it. Like, oh, well, if you're not from California, no, people yeah. claim that it's underground, and it's freaking not. It is but not. Well, they, they don't claim it's underground. It's it's it just geographically limited. Yeah. So. Having gone to college with a whole bunch of people from California, they wouldn't Got shut up yeah. about they wouldn't shut up about In and Out, and that's what's annoying about it. Yeah, because they're like, oh, in California we have In and Out, and it's like oh, those are just the crappy burgers I had at McDonald's when I was a kid. Like no, 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 they're different. Yeah, they're not as good. I mean, they're good because guess like what? In-N-Out McDonald's has like a trillion dollars to make their food amazing, and they yeah, do it. it's like genetically engineered to taste delicious exactly yeah. and it dude, is a I double like quarter pounder with cheese is so good dude a dub, a dub co pouchy so <laughs> dude i'll take a mcdouble over almost any other burger i'm not even joking mcdouble or dude. a double cheeseburger a mcdouble double cheeseburger is better because you get two slices of cheese uh I don't know. Yeah, the difference. Do you get all those little onion weird things? Yeah, 
Yeah, McDouble is two patties, one cheese. A double yes. cheeseburger is two. Of a two pat one cheese. Two pat one cheese. Two pat one cheese. Dub. Two pat one cheese. Dub co pouchy. Dub idiot. What was? That's amazing. Dub co pouchy. Please, please. That's the episode title, by the way. Please, please. I don't know how you're gonna spell it. Let me get a co-pouchy, a large fry. A junior bacon Dem-co. cheese. Pow. Demco-pow cheese. Junior bacon cheeseburger is still one of the best burgers. Western bacon cheeseburger is amazing. Dude, Western bacon cheeseburger is great. The spicy one was good, too. I honestly still probably prefer the normal one. Just I because. prefer the original, but it was a nice, like, it wasn't bad. It Sometimes, like, like too many, like, just raw jalapenos are, yeah. you know... It can be a little bit much. Also, I am morbidly obese. I should say that. We're way over. We need to. We're going to wrap this up. We need to wrap this up. Wrap it. Tie a bow on it. Y'all, thanks for friendship. Everyone go out and have a dub. What was it? Dub co-pouchy. Dub co-pouchy. Get a dub co-pouchy. Get on us. Get a dub dub, a dub dub from In and Out. No, In and Out's burgers are very good. I do like their. They're burgers. not bad. Their fries it, it, are bad, bad though. Their fries they're, are objectively bad. Speaking bad, yes, objectively. The fries are worse than Wendy's current fries. They're good. worse than Burger King's fries. They're even worse than Carl's Jr., which is saying something. I like the fries if you get them well done. Yeah, if I have to order my fries in a weird way just to have them be palatable, you then that's not say good. Two words. I'm going to get no, fries. But, one word, fries well. That's no, 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 no. If Cole is making mm-hmm. a very valid point. You're like, yeah, we'll make them well. What are you talking no, about? No, I understand. Instructions. We're not going to make I them poorly. I understand. I'm just saying I like them when they are that way. Okay, that's but that's not, a, that's not a defense. Of, it's not a, I'm not, not saying it as a defense. Yeah. I don't mean it as a defense. Okay. Because you're but right. But the point is, the point is, make good fries as a base. And They're not bad if you get them, if you eat them immediately I they disagree. Are. They're I bad. I mean, I don't think they are, but they're worse fine. than almost every other fast food fry. And you know what? Here's another thing. And honestly, that like that's why we go often. to fast food, right? Like what? that's why you go to McDonald's. Like I'm just getting a Dubco pouchy <laughs> as an excuse to eat a bunch of fries too. <laughs> I can't get well, a Dubco pouchy like, and fries. I have to like choose. Okay. Yeah, I don't get a double any and again, like Co-Pouchy. I could eat like six, you know. <laughs> McDouble's so not... Cinco Pouchy. Cinco Pouchy. <laughs> oh, actually, did he direct? Did he direct an Italian job? Cinco Pouchy. Anatolia Cinco Pouchy. No, I yeah. think he he directed that uh, Matt Damon movie, uh, The Great Wall. Oh man. Cinco I, I was going to put that on my list, but I knew Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. No, I had it. Crouching Cinco Tiger, Cinco Pouchy. Guys, thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> Say it out loud. Say it. <laughs> thanks for friendship. <sighs> mm-hmm.